Seth. Steve. We're back. We're live in color. That's right. In high definition television. We're here. What's the uh what did what did uh live and in living color live and in living color? Is that yeah, like I was gonna say fuck it, we'll do it live, but close enough. Uh we're back for uh, a special edition of the Voluminati Roundup. Uh, the breaking news of USF athletics and all things uh, bull related. Uh, it is your host for the evening, Robert Stieg, and my co-host, my partner in crime, uh, my first lover, my second lover, and my eighth lover, Seth Varnador, here to talk a little, uh, talk a little basketball, maybe a little bit of Olympic sports too, while we're at it, if we've got the time. Uh, but some breaking news happened. Uh, USF uh, fired Mike Bray, and uh, yeah, went ahead. You gotta and- feel bad for uh, you gotta feel bad for Mike Bray. He got the job last time we potted. Um, it must not have had a strong. I hear from what I've heard, he is not great with contracts, so his buyout must have been pretty weak. Got yes. fired. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened, and that might be a story for the Discord only. But uh. USF officially has uh, hired their head coach for men's basketball. Uh, USF made the announcement today uh, that they have hired Amir Abdur Rahim, the former Kennesaw State head coach, to lead the uh, men's basketball program going forward, uh, replacing Brian Gregory, who was fired after six seasons here. So, Seth, off the bat, off the top, there uh, there, there seems to be a lot of uh, goodwill and excitement around this hire. Uh, at least from the social media side of things, but for for the avid observer and the casual fan such as yourself, you know, what are the thoughts that you have here? What's uh, what's ringing through your head? I thought, you know, uh, he, this guy was probably like ten more minutes of really good basketball from not being out of the USF's price range, right? He was a name that some people brought up early. I just always thought because going through. Um, looking through kind of his career and starting to look at when USF was looking to hire coaches. Okay. Who are some young coaches that, um, they could, uh, go after. And so I, you know, I saw like the 40 under 40 list and his name was on there and I was like, okay, probably most of the guys. And then I saw his name on a bunch of other lists of like guys that are in line for big P five jobs. So I, it, I seemed like he wasn't going to be attainable, especially if they had a good run. So as you're watching that first round game and they're playing Xavier pretty close and they're up by a good bit, you're thinking, okay, you can cross his name off the list. He's going to get a big job, right? Uh, and it ended up not happening. So uh, I, I was somewhat surprised that, that it was a he turned out to be a feasible candidate because um, it seemed like he was destined for a bigger job, but uh, you know, he, he he's taking the USF job, and I'm sure he thinks he can kind of pull the same turnaround he did at Kennesaw. If he does that at USF, then he can go get a bigger job, or maybe he can turn USF into a, a place he'd like to stay. Good. No, it was it was funny during the uh, the opening round. Um, I think everyone uh, coming into the uh, March Madness tournament, you know, all eyes were basically on any of those mid major uh, coaches from schools that we can consider to be paying less than what USF would. And and I'm using that exact terminology because there's a lot of really good mid-major programs um, 
you know, the one that comes to mind is VCU, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a mid-major school that USF can pay more than, and, you know, there's four or five coaches, you know, that we could circle. And I think during the tournament, every single time one of those coaches won a game, I said, they're out. We can't afford that now. <laughs> like, uh, it was it was Bob Ricci at Furman. It was um, Pat Kelsey from College, College of Charleston. And at halftime of the Kennesaw State Xavier game, I said, we can cross off Coach AAR. We're not going to be able to afford them because every single time they win one of these games, that's another million dollars added yeah. to their uh, you know potential salary. Something that USF could you know maybe swing uh, in in a couple of years, but uh, paying a buyout and paying a couple of buyouts at the same time, you're not going to be able to afford that. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think USF got fortunate that they uh, bottled that lead a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it definitely seems like uh, luck was on their side there, and that's something that Michael Kelly's kind of done a pretty good job of, uh, despite how it turned out. Not many people thought that Jeff Scott would go to like, like a USF le- like level job, right? A lot of people thought, look where Tony Elliott ended up at in Virginia, right? And they were pretty much the same level. Um, so Michael Kelly's done a pretty good job of identifying guys uh, that maybe look like they wouldn't be attainable and going out and getting them. Obviously, we're hoping this one turns out a little bit better than that one. But, um, you know, he's got kind of everything you would want. Obviously, probably like a better record, but circumstantially, and we'll talk about that. There's reasons for these <laughs> for these kind of things. Um, I thought it was interesting. I just read he's been nominated for three National Coach of the Year awards. This year, um, the Phelan Award, which goes to the nation's top Division One coach, the Durham Award, which goes to the top D1 mid-major coach, and then also the Ben Job Award, which is presented to the top D1 minority coach. So pretty good resume there. Uh, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the big turnaround he engineered at Kennesaw. And that's kind of what you're hoping he can do here uh, at USF because this is not a program that's, uh, you know, probably just, you know, just needed a little nudge. There's probably needed some rebuilding, maybe some foundation relaying uh, and things of that nature to get it where it could be. And he's got some other interesting uh, parts to his game that we'll talk about, especially on the recruiting side. I think he brings an interesting dynamic there. So, right. And I, I will say there is a, there's a shockingly similar, uh, you know, situation of what happened with football and, and we can probably address the elephant in the room of what happened there. So, um, you know, reports started spewing out the last 48 hours, uh, or it's probably 72 hours at that point of, of Ryan Odom, the Utah state basketball coach, uh, interviewing and being interested in the USF job. Uh, Ryan Odom, former, uh, GA for USF. Uh, he orchestrated the biggest upset in the NCAA tournament at the time when uh, he took UMBC and had them upset Virginia in the first round as a 16 over one um, ended up over at Utah state for the last couple of years and sustained success there. Uh, and it looked like there was a lot of really good, positive discussions there. And for particular reasons, which was a domino effect of multiple sets. So the first one being that USF was waiting until April 1st because of the buyout money that they would owe uh, to uh, Utah State for you know stealing him. Uh, but also, 
the domino effect of uh, of the coaching carousel went into full slate. Um, you know, Penn State ended up hiring. Excuse me, Notre Dame ended up hiring Penn State's coach. Penn State ended up hiring VCU's coach, and then Ryan Odom, who's from that area a little bit, he's from North Carolina originally. He had a year to go back to the East Coast. He's a Mid Atlantic guy. Yeah, and at the end of the day, let's be honest and let's be completely truthful with ourselves, Seth. VCU is a much better basketball program and he will be able to see success instantaneously and make probably very similar, if not more money at VCU than he would here and have to deal with a lot less stress. (laughs) They're, they're a national they're I think they're probably a national basketball brand at this point. Um, You know, they're always, they're, they're one of, they've become like the new Gonzaga because Gonzaga is kind of taking that next step into being like the power to where when you see him as a 12 seed, you're like, Oh, I'm putting VCU. Yeah. They're always, they're always going to pull that 12, five upset. Right. So, and I think you said in the discord, maybe even on Twitter, they've been kind of a launching pad for, for coaches as well. Like that's, that's been pretty steady string of the last probably four or five coaches that have gone through there have gone on to get big time high major jobs from there. So must be a good place to recruit to because a bunch of guys have been able to win there. And I, we had some people in the discord talking about the great environment that's there. So that's a pretty good job. Uh, right now I'd say it's probably a better job than us USF job. And that's probably why he took it that and some more local ties there. Absolutely. Um, but let's uh, let's get into. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna end up having to affectionately call him yet because Coach AAR doesn't really, you know, our our Coach R doesn't flip off the tongue very well. So we'll find a, a nifty little nickname for him. But uh, let, let's let's talk resume a little bit. Um, so off the off the cuff, it you know doesn't look the cleanest uh, until you dig a little deeper. Uh, a career, just in terms of win losses, right? Yeah. Just in terms of win losses, you're looking at a 0.37 uh, or 37% win percentage out of conference, essentially a 37% uh, win percentage in conference. But as we mentioned, and the reason why he's nominated for so many awards is that he has uh, orchestrated one of the quickest and best turnarounds that you'll ever see in Division One hoops. Um, he took a Kennesaw State team that was just absolutely in the dumpster uh, his first season. Uh, one in 16, oh, in, or excuse me, one in 28, oh, in 16 in the conference uh, in the 2019 2020 season and built brick by brick all the way back up into this past season uh, where they went 26 and 9, 15 and 3 in the conference. They won the Atlantic Sun Conference and then they were damn near. And the uh, round of 32 in the uh, NCAA tournament. So to go from essentially one win to the NCAA tournament, I, I think USF had noted that that was the fastest turnaround in a uh, in a program's history from, to go from one win to an NCAA tournament. So that's the resume that we all like to see. Yeah, and then uh, kind of beyond just like the head coaching stuff, the, the things I thought were interesting were, and you'll see this. This is going to be like the next. Um, you know, was like the NBA when like Jason Tatum's only 20 or whatever. The next like big buzz phrase for USF fans is going to be uh, that Amir Abdul-Rahim was the lead recruiter for Anthony Edwards at Georgia. Right. Uh, but his uh, maybe even bone. Yeah, that might be the next one, too. But 
the interesting thing is so he's from Marietta, I believe. So he's from Georgia. Atlanta is really a great spot to recruit basketball. Uh, I think in the South, Atlanta is like what Florida is to football in the South. Atlanta is probably to basketball. So having those connections in the state of Georgia, I'm sure he's got connections with people in the state of Florida. He seems to be really well liked, um, which is something that when the Mike, when the Mike Bray news kind of when it when it started coming out that it wasn't going to happen, you started to see AAU coaches and some other people around the state go USF just dodged a bullet with that one. So that was something that was like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Uh, but uh, this guy I think is going to have those connections and in, in places you need to get into in recruiting in the South. Uh, so that will be helpful. And he's obviously proven he can do it at a pretty high level. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and speaking of recruiting, that's kind of the, the interesting thing that stuck out to me when I was doing my research on him over the last couple of months was it, it was the philosophy that he had when he took over the program was to just, I know that it's going to require a rebuild and just kind of tear it down and build it up the right way, regardless of, of how it was going to be done. Um, so he didn't take a lot of transfers during his time. I, I think I could constitute that he took a normal amount of transfers uh, every year. So about one or two, but really just hammered the high school recruiting area and really hammered the local recruiting in Atlanta um, and just outside of Atlanta. And a lot of these guys that they had on this 2020, uh, this, this NCAA tournament, Kennesaw state team are from, I would probably, if I could draw a circle around it, probably within 150 miles of Kennesaw. There's a lot of guys from, there's a guy from Buford, Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, Rome, Mobile, Alabama, Atlanta, Smyrna, Georgia, College Park, Tuscaloosa. You know, you, you still have a few guys that are outside of that. So you have a few guys from um, just looking off the top, uh, Virginia, and they have a guy from England, which I think is fucking hilarious. Uh, and a guy from Brooklyn and then Bloomington. But almost everyone else is from Georgia, Alabama, or Florida. And, and I think that's uh, a, a really strong way to know the community because it, it's easy enough to say, oh, I got to rebuild this shit. All right, let me take, let me go into the transfer portal, you know, NCAA transfer portal.com and search highest to lowest and then yeah. start reaching out from there. But, you know, he really worked to, um, to rebuild it in a, in a way that benefited the team in the long run, knowing that, we're going to take our lumps now, 2019. It's going to suck, but we're going to do it and we're going to get it done the right way. And a lot of these, I mean, looking through where these guys are from, you know, it, it's, it's schools that for someone like me, who's not very familiar with uh, high school recruiting, especially in basketball. I mean, these are, these are pretty known schools in the greater, uh, you know, Georgia area. So, you know, I, I think he's, he's a smart guy when it comes to building these recruiting rosters. I'd be interested to see what approach he takes down here because Florida recruiting is not like, you know, the greater Atlanta area. You're going to have to dig to find some guys, but you know, that Georgia area, they're always going to be interested in coming in Florida. So, well, I I think, well, I think him being a native and coaching in the state and multiple stops, I think he'll still be able to go dip back into there. Right. Pretty easily. Right. um, And offer an opportunity to play. Um, You know, it's not going to be, uh, I obviously is strong, you know, losing a team like Houston, it's not going to be quite as strong, but it'll still be a pretty good, it'll be kind of a, 
towards I would say you know above it, it's not a below average it's still an above average conference in terms of men's basketball so not quite at the you know the power five level or whatever they call it in basketball but mm-hmm. I, I it, it's probably being that tier below still so I think that'll be um kind of an important area for him to keep digging into and I'm sure he will uh and then you can, you know, depending on who he hires on staff, you can make those connections in the state and and try to find guys there. But I think, you know, having that Atlanta connection is going to be very important in recruiting. Oh yes, it will. Especially, in the, I think in the AAU world as well. There's some, there's some really big teams that are kind of based out of there, and um, I know Tampa's got uh, some teams as well that are pretty decent. But uh, Atlanta, there's they've been really good on the AAU circuit for a while, so quite good. I'm trying to uh, double check because I believe one of USF's current commits is from just outside of Georgia or not just outside of Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And I'm trying to remember his name because my ass can't remember shit. Was it the kid at the prep school or is he from? God, nothing is updated. Why? What is, what do I pay these people for? Who? Um, no, I, but I, I do think at least, uh, you know, how he wants to build up this, um, his recruit, excuse me, not his recruiting, his uh, coaching staff is going to be interesting to watch because he can take a few different Anthony Robinson this is from Peachtree yes. city. That's who it is. I wanted to say it was miles Che, but I was incorrect on that. Um, but I, he's already familiar with, uh, with, um, coach Amir here. So I, I guess he offered him out of high school. <clears throat> so I, we at least have that going for us for familiarity to keep some sort of continuity. Cause he was a, a hot name, uh, at least in the high school ranks. But um, yeah, as far as assistant coaches, um, we haven't heard anything yet. Well, my, uh, uh, just real quick. Miles Chase, I think he's at the skill factory as a prep school, which is in Atlanta, I believe. Oh, you're right. He is as well. Yeah. So there you go. Hey, don't have to travel too far. Yeah. Well, you still have to travel, but you uh, <laughs> you still had that familiarity at least. But um, yeah, his at least as far as assistant coaches, haven't heard anything about what he's going to do. Obviously, you know, I, I think he's probably 24 hours after accepting the job. So he's probably in the stage of like answering a bunch of text messages that say congratulations <laughs> and don't forget about us and everything like that. So with the confetti, I, imagine, going, the confetti going off in the background, right? Sending the uh, you know thank you message to uh, the Kennesaw State faithful as well. Um, so I'd imagine he'll probably build out this staff pretty quickly. And um, you know he's he's got a lot of connections across various links of uh, collegiate basketball and professional basketball as well. So, you know, he's, he's coached some good players over the years uh, since starting at Murray State and then moving to College of Charleston, Texas A&M, and Georgia. So, you know, they're, they're guys that you can pull that maybe former NBA players or, you know, guys in the recruiting uh, ranks now or AAU coaches or anything like that. Um, I, I, I'd imagine that they're probably going to want to overhaul the entire coaching staff, but we'll, we'll see if anyone decides, if he decides anyone should stay or anyone should go. Um, you know, I, I think most fans would probably want a fresh start, but 
you know, maybe he wants a little bit of a, of a weighted connection. And his brother is, is Sharif Abdurrahim, right? Mm-hmm, correct. Yeah. Forgot third, about that. Yeah. Third pick in the 96 draft behind Allen Iverson and Marcus Camby. Pretty good G player. League. And now he's the president of the G League. Right. And you can pull someone and he might take a, you know, he might bring a staffer over from Kennesaw. Um, Heath, to answer your question there in the chat, will he bring any uh, Kennesaw State players with him? Who knows? Uh, none of his, none of the Kennesaw players are in the portal right now. Uh, as of, uh, I'm going to say 9 11 uh, p.m. on March 29th. Uh, none of them are in the portal. Uh, and only one USF player has entered the portal. So I believe that USF has seven available scholarships for next season with, no, excuse me, four available scholarships for next season. They have seven departures. They have three true freshmen coming in. Yes. The math is mathing. Three of their top five scores are juniors. Um, I think the, the, the leading score that Chris Youngblood, I, I think I've heard his name. People think he might be able to go like high major, um, but I'm not positive on that one. So he was a composite four star coming out of high school. Got to know how to recruit him. So you got a composite four score, four star to go to Kennesaw. It's pretty good. To be fair, we had a composite four star come to USF and that didn't work out for us. So, yeah, but I mean, I think Kennesaw, I think we're seeing right here, Kennesaw is a step below USF. So, ah. to get him to go there, even better. So, um, don't tell our friend Mr. Sir that. <laughs> well, I, he found out today. Oh, that's, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, buddy. But that's, I, that's kind of it, isn't it? Like they're, they're, he, I, I'm excited to see what he says at his press conference tomorrow. And, yeah. and for anyone that's in the Discord, you know, my opinion on opening press conferences is like, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't know about this guy. I, I don't know about Golish. I don't know about him. And then this he's going to get up there. This guy's and, awesome. And he's going to say, we're going we're gonna to work harder than every other team in the country. We're going to love each other more than any team in the country. And then you know, we're all just going to jizz our pants and then have a good time together. Well, how does it work in basketball? Cause in football, it's like, we're going to be aggressive on offense. We're going to be aggressive on defense. You know, in basketball, do they say we're going to run and gun and shoot threes and we're going to press on defense or, you know, he, how does that I, work? It's I'd probably not quite as, it's probably not quite the same. I'd imagine he's going to say something along the lines of like, you know, we're going to recruit our asses off. We're going to, you know, bring the best talent we can to South Florida and we're going to, you know, we're going to win, you know, we're going to win a conference championship and, you know, I'm going to turn around this program and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, no one's, we're going to fight every moment of the way. This team's not going to give up uh, no matter what. And then, you know, confetti's going to go off behind them. There you go. We're going to, we're going to shoot the hoops better than anyone else that's shooting hoops. As long as he doesn't say score the basketball. <laughs> that's a phrase I hate. That's a phrase I hate. I've always had the, and I'm about to absolutely jinx the shit out of this. I've always had this horrible, horrible premonition that a uh, a USF coach in their opening press conference accidentally calls us UCF. Oh, again, I should say. Well, not again, technically that wasn't a press conference. But Charlie Strong in his first uh, remarks to uh, the USF football team when they were 
uh, coming home from the Birmingham Bowl, called them UCF. So oh. stick with the South Florida. Yeah, just, just for the just for just in easy enough. Just South Florida. You know, I'm so I'm so excited to be a South Florida Bowl. Um, oh yeah, and his whole the bone thing. We'll talk about that for a second um, before we, uh, we we maybe talk about a little bit of other sports. But uh, his the the thing that he had at Kennesaw State was bone, which was uh, oh what was it? Help me out here, Seth. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not I'm not googling that. It was. It's in the Discord. Let me. Oh, it look, is in Discord. You, I got it. I'm pulling it up right now. But he, so the hashtag bone was what they used. So like for, um, for football right now, it's like, be who you say you are. Um, but bone was B one, no ego. Like kind of like, uh, you know, check your, your, yeah, Gregory, thank you. Um, kind of like check your egos at the door. You know, we're not here to, you know, we're going to, do this together because it's a team sport and yada 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 but it was just so funny because they had so many shirts that just say bone right across it and i'm i'm the fucking 12 year old who's like yeah we need to we need the bone zone baby we need we need we need, a, we need to bone each other we need it <laughs> those are they going to change it from the sofa rodeo to the bone zone it should be the bone zone the bone dome yeah, the, the bone zone and the foam dome. That's what it's going to be. Here we go. Um, but yeah, so uh, introductory press conference is tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, yeah. And I believe it'll be streamed as well. So Yes. It'll be streamed on Twitter. It'll be on YouTube, on the USF Athletics Playlist. And it will also be on Facebook. Um, and oh, it's actually going to be on ESPN Plus too. Look yes. at that. Noon welcome open uh, welcome events open to the public uh, at the basketball center. I will not be there, and I don't think any of us are going to be there. Actually, that's no a little short notice for us. Yes, but uh, watching live on ESPN Plus, or oh, I'll be watching live or YouTube or Facebook. So check it out tomorrow at noon. Should be pretty cool. Should be a good time. Hope uh I hope he says something just absolutely just off the rails. Like I hope I, I've listened to a few of his interviews and he's just like a really uh like he he comes off extremely <laughs> genuine, which can result in you kind of saying really stupid shit. Like when in the heat of the moment, like in your 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 peak and adrenaline is is flowing and everything like that, and you you accidentally, you know. Let a let a let something slip that you probably shouldn't. So I'm excited to see if he says something like, you know, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring the bone zone to the foam dome. That'd be great. Um, will there be a USF media fight a la Anchorman? There might be. I, um, I <laughs> with how things uh, unfurled this uh, coaching search, you know, we might we might get a few punches thrown. US, USF news team. Throwdown. That'd be that would be the reason to that'd be the good reason to go is to see how uh the feel the tense awkwardness within <laughs> the media scrum. <laughs> and we walk around like this with a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that should be a fun time. And you know, um I'm surprised they're streaming this 
you don't want to give your opponents any type of advantage going to the next season. So um, shoot threes and make more shots than the other team. Am I right? There you go. Basketball is a simple game. Put ball and hoop. Don't let the other team do it. There you go. Easy. Comes down simple. Um, but I've been looking for. Uh, I know uh, there's a lot of film breakdown of uh, of various coaches throughout this offseason, and I saw someone started a thread about Kennesaw State's. Uh, against Xavier. So I'm going to see if I can find a little bit more of that, compile it all together in a thread as well um, so that we can, you know, see how it is. I know that that was one complaint about the Gregory era was uh, the lack of play calling or the, the lack of um, creative play calling as far as basketball goes. Um, <laughs> Heath, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole yet. Uh, we'll have to find uh, some personal accounts for that one, but um well, uh, it seems like most of the uh, other USF coaches are excited for uh, for Coach Amir to come here. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see how many of them show up tomorrow. I'd imagine Golish is going to be there. I'd imagine actually all of them. Maybe I think the only coach that I think definitely probably won't be there is Jose because I think he is in Europe right now recruiting. But I think every other coach should be there, which is obviously a good sign as well. Yeah, well, right. Uh, always good to have different teams cheering for each other and rooting for each other. So here's one. Let's see if I can throw this up on the screen real quick. Maybe it'll be a good segue here. Um, we'll throw this one up and then I think we're going to move on to more of a roundup. Yeah, we'll do a quick little roundup here. There it is. Yeah, shoots it at 43. Here's just a set from their game. San Francisco, first team all Big East. One of the biggest impact transfers. Side pick and roll with a corner pin, I believe is what they said. How about this? You mentioned that Marquette game, the Big East championship. He only had one point. Banker, good, and a foul to Ralph. So you see you have the the pin down screen coming here. You got the Mm -hmm. pick and roll. He's you get him open for a corner three possibly. Also open up the lane. Championship. He only had one point. Banker against a really good Xavier program too. Yep. Uh, so, uh, I know that guy's uh, posted quite a bit of the uh, Kennesaw's uh, stuff. I think uh, he's, I think there was a lot of good eyes on uh, Kennesaw during that tournament. Yeah, I th- it seems like uh, people have been watching them for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, we're going to do a, a quick roundup to go over some things uh, because we're going to mesh it all together to save some time for me and save some effort. <clears throat> um, I'll check on that one here in a second, uh, Wizard. Um, firstly, first, uh, we'll talk about number 54 ranked men's tennis. Uh, they have won five games in a row, seven of their last eight. Uh, so they're 11 and nine currently. Uh, they beat Wichita State seven nothing on Sunday. Swept them. Uh, wasn't particularly close. Um, USF won it pretty handedly. They uh, sprung out to a four nothing lead um, to secure the win, and then you know dropped two sets uh, and and tiebreakers. So nothing to worry about there. Uh, they do have a battle upcoming next uh, on April second. They play uh, SMU, who I think is ranked. 43rd, if I remember correctly. So uh, ranked higher, but should be a battle. Another good program that uh, USF always gets to face every single year in men's tennis. Switching to the women's tennis, the women's side of things. 
Uh, they are on their sixth win in a row. They are ranked number 60 in the country. I will go on record on this now. Uh, this is the best turnaround that I have seen uh, from a USF team ever. Uh, from, from a year-over-year standpoint, last year they won seven games. They looked terrible. They couldn't get anything going. Uh, they are 10-5. and five was, this right the team, was, this his, was this the team where you fired the coach? Yes, it was. <laughs> and just eggs, eggs all over my face. Um, they, uh, they won their uh, matchup this week uh, pretty handedly as well. Uh, against DePaul. So, um, doubles point was a battle, but they eventually came through in the singles. Um, they won on three straight to secure the victory. So, uh, they have a couple of good matches coming up. They play Rice uh, in Houston. Then they play FIU in Houston. And then they play Houston on Friday, Saturday, and Monday, respectively. And hopefully by then, uh, Vito will be back and we'll get a good uh, little roundup as well uh, once he's done boning in are in uh, Italy. This is the NSFW version of the Bluminati podcast and roundup and breaking news segment. <laughs> is he, he's, you mean he's being one no ego? In yes, Italy? he is being one no ego. <clears throat> Women's and men's golf are still off until April. Um, until next week, they are just hanging out, uh, probably crushing some Bud Lights and ripping some darts on the on the course while they're preparing. Uh, baseball will talk ugly uh, for a second here. They lost to Florida Gulf Coast in a midweek matchup last week, uh, five to three. Uh, the weekend series was about as normal as you could hope for. Um, no, not at all. It was basically that that segment of like the you know why can't you be normal and the kids just screaming in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> they lost uh, pretty bad on 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 Friday night. Uh, I believe they lost uh, fourteen to three. Uh, if I recall the score correctly off the top of my head, uh, it was tied 3-3 going into the sixth. And then they gave up 11 unanswered uh, between the sixth and the seventh. Um, so, yeah, they they uh, got a quality start out of their starter. And then the bullpen was like, you know what? Let's just leave it all hanging. Um, they loaded bases twice. And, um, yeah, not not great. Uh, they did end up with a little bit of redemption, uh, winning 9 nothing on Saturday. Uh, so uh, their first shutout since uh, Brown of last year. So quite a while since USF pitched a shutout in baseball. Uh, it was 18 to three. Thank you, wizard. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, they fucked that Baron. They messed around for a little bit and a football game broke out. They uh, lost 25 to 15. Uh, just absolutely no pitching to be seen, no pitching to be heard. Um, just, you know, this this USF baseball team, and this is going to sound like a broken record, but we talked about the basketball team too. Really, really, really good offensively this year. They have so many good hitters on this team. It is ridiculous. Um, Eric Stowe, Travis Sankovich, Drew Brutcher. You know, I could go on and on. This team is loaded with the bats, but there are so many young arms on this team. It is it is comical. And, and they're, they're quality guys. These are all guys that were highly rated and highly recruited, but fuck, man, they're just young and they're getting left out to dry sometimes. Um, so we'll, we'll see if they can uh, come up with something. Uh, they did end up beating Bethune Cookman nine to one last night at uh, historic Jackie Robinson field there in uh, Tallahassee. So, or excuse me, in Daytona. So uh, a nice little midweek victory there to uh, hopefully get some positivity going. 
Uh, they do have a tough road uh, matchup against Orlando Community College of Oviedo uh, this weekend. So uh, War and I four points on the board and on the taking. So we'll see what they can come up with. <clears throat> and then uh, moving into softball, uh, swept ECU over the weekend, won all three matches against a, a pretty well-improved East Carolina program, uh, one that was uh, fighting for a top spot in the uh in the standings at least as far as non-conference goes uh some good news out of the weekend uh gabriella nori came back from an injury i think she broke a toe uh about a month ago so this was her first game back uh she pitched a complete game uh six hits one earned run and uh two strikeouts so a great six to one victory on friday evening on Saturday evening, started a little dicey, down for nothing early, and then uh, ended up winning nine to five. Um, so great sh- uh, showing there to uh, come back. And then on Sunday, they just absolutely waxed the door. They won eight nothing in six innings. So uh, much like their baseball counterparts, they get a tough little matchup. They play Wichita State, who is ranked number twenty three in the country this year, and is favored to uh, or one of the favorites to win the conference. Um, so, yeah, tough little matchup uh, on deck for uh, USF softball here. But overall, looking pretty good and a healthy pitching rotation definitely helped them out. Now moving to everyone's favorite segment, Seth, sailing. Oh. Oh, we get a little sailing action. They had a regatta this past weekend. They had the Dublin Women's Trophy race in Massachusetts. Couldn't tell you where it was. Uh, I think it was Medrock. Um, they, uh, they play seventh out of 10. So not bad. Uh, conditions looked favorable the entire weekend for them too. got a little too windy on Sunday, but nonetheless, uh, a good little showing at a, against some tough competition. At least that's what the website said. Couldn't vouch for it. Uh, I usually vouch if, uh, you know, a team is located on the coast. I usually can assume that they're pretty good and all these teams were coastal. Listen, when I saw Wisconsin had a sailing team, all bets were off. I was like, all lake. right, we're, we're they got the lakes, right? They got a few lakes there. Um, I did think that this was interesting though. Uh, they have two races this weekend at the same time. They have the Dellenball uh women's team race that's in Providence, and then they have the Green Wave women's team race in New Orleans, Louisiana. Both of them are on the website. Both of them say that they're gonna be there. Both of them had the same roster uh that it is going to be racing. So I'm curious to see what that's gonna look like uh, for next week. Um and then last but not least, our, our track and field folks uh, had a surprise invitation to the UCF track and field event, uh, again, taking place in Orlando. Uh, only the pole vaulters were invited. Not sure what the logistics were that uh, went down into that. But nonetheless, um, Ella Dulce and Riley Hunt took second and third uh, in the women's pole vault. And Kobe Babin took first place in the men's. And then Noah Bitter took third. And Stone Baker uh, did not uh, qualify. Uh, they didn't say the specifics. They just say did not qualify, which they did. And then uh, up uh, this weekend, they have the Florida Relays in Gainesville. So that's the roundup in eight minutes. And it does appear that uh, USF is hosting the men's and women's outdoor track and field conference championships, as well as somewhat of the host for both the golf championships, it looks like, mm-hmm. and softball. Right. I, I don't know how that rotation works. Actually, yeah, we host a lot of things. Well, it's Florida. Um, 
but uh yeah i i think the new track improvements and the and all the uh all the logistical things that they're doing there is probably uh you know letting them plus we won the four by 100 uh men's relay last year which was a huge win so i think they were trying to just uh you know yeah. throw us a bone i know they i think they normally had houston hosted but i think they took it away from them for leaving the conference yeah yeah it appears it looks like the only other person the tennis is at like the U the United States tennis campus and then lacrosse is up in Temple. Everything else seems to be in Florida. So I wonder why. There you go. But that's the roundup. Are you that's ready? I mean, are we doing I'm, re- I'm ready for a fella and Bella. Oh, the fella and the Bella. I'm ready um, for it. Well, uh I did fella. research. You did your research. Uh, Seth, lay it on me. Who's your fellow? Well, I didn't Who's do enough fella? research to make sure I know how to pronounce his name. Uh, but I'm going to go with Eric Gravelius. Fantastic is that choice. That is his name. AAC Player of the Week in Men's Tennis from Stockholm, Sweden. Good looking man. 4 0 in singles and doubles play last week. That's pretty good. Go. The fella for me, uh, the man that uh, the man that has stolen my heart, Kobe Babin. God, he he looks like an absolute gem. Um, I'll do a special shout out to Daniel Cantu as well. Uh, he he has been on fire the last four games um, at the plate. I think he's like eleven out of twenty three and has hit like I think thirteen RBI or something ridiculous like that. Um, so special shout out to him, but, uh, Kobe Babin first place of the, uh, UCF track and field, uh, pole vaulting will always give it to our first place folks, uh, while I can, uh, <clears throat> Bella of the week. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a unconventional one. I would normally do Sierra Barry because she's really fucking good at tennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gabriella Nori coming back. Oh, from that was mine. Uh, I, I, I love seeing a pitcher come back from an injury or a a starter like that, come back from an injury and just pitch a complete game like that. Oh, it's so it was the most gratifying thing ever. When I saw that she was uh, in the starting lineup, I was thrilled. Two complete games on the weekend and Mm -hmm. one, one including one shutout. So there you go. That's an easy way to uh, win our hearts. And then uh, again, special shout out to Sierra Barry, who continues to be just really fucking good at tennis. So, there you go. Perfect. All right, Seth. Any? Uh, oh, yes. Sunday. Uh, there is a watch party at uh, Paddy Wagons, courtesy of our Fowler Avenue Collective, um, working with uh, you know some of the football players as well. So they'll be at Paddy Wagons to uh, you know watch a little baseball, maybe do a little of, uh, get get into some libations of some sort. Um, I've heard there's going to be some giveaways and some uh, some cool stuff given away uh, as well. So, you know, if, you, if you're free on Sunday, stop by, say hello, um, you know, support those guys because I know they're they're itching to to hit somebody. And if you're lucky enough, they'll take you out to the parking lot. Let you do some Oklahoma drills. <laughs> Oklahoma between the cars. Oh, yeah. Gravel parking lot and all, baby. <laughs> and if you survive, you get a War Daddy T-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the coveted War Daddy T-shirt. There you go. Stieg, another excellent job. Another excellent roundup. You know, I, I'm not as good as KK is at uh, doing these roundups, um, but I think I'm doing all right. I think so, too. I think but so, it's been, too. It's been beautiful tonight, Seth. I'm glad we get some positive things to talk about every once in a while. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll have some football insight to get soon. Yeah, we have. Uh, if you are 
Not in the Discord. We had some nice little nuggets dropped by uh, a source today and there about football, uh, being kind of around uh, campus today for a few things. Got some pretty good little news nuggets in there. Nothing major, but some some good stuff. So uh, we've got some real live reporters in there, and uh, we've also got the hashtag fans with sources too. So fun little time in the Discord. Follow us on Twitch. Send us uh, a screenshot of your follow, and you can get an invite to the Discord as well. It's and very it's active, and it's free. Yeah, it's free. We have we have everything. We have a channel if you want to talk about dogs, if you want to talk about food, if you're traveling. We got a little bit of everything for everyone. We uh, general college football, general college hoops. We talked about how the Temple search was not going too well in college basketball, and uh, all kinds of other stuff. And we even got wrestling. You got WrestleMania coming up this weekend, Steve. Do you want to talk wrestling with your with your friends? <laughs> Do it in the Discord. There's only there's only one wrestler that I care about. And he's retired. Mm. God, I, I miss Rey Mysterio so much. Oh, he's not re- Steve. All right. Do you have Peacock? I don't have Peacock. He's fighting his son this weekend. No way. Yes. I had no idea. I, I assumed he'd been done. I, oh, I, no. I, I, uh, Logan, if you're looking to join the Discord, um, reach out to either myself or Seth on uh, on Twitter. We'll walk you through it. Um, fairly easy process. Follow us on Twitch. Uh, if you don't have an account, you can sign up very easily. Uh, it's a good way to interact with us as well. Um, if you follow us on Twitch, we'll, we'll hand you the invite. No, no strings attached, and I say all that stuff. Um, no, I, I assumed Ray Mysterio was was gone along and retired. Oh, so many TikToks of that man just looking like he's not having a good time. Well, here's what's happened, Steve. His son has turned on him, his son Dominic, who he hold on, he had to fight Eddie Guerrero to get custody of, yes, which is my favorite screen grab of all time, slap in the face. Oh my god! So and it's on Peacock find, this weekend. Oh, WrestleMania two nights. That's that's one of the matches. He find Dominic's been pushing his buttons, Steve. All right, for for months now, attacking him at Thanksgiving, trying to pull his mask off on TV. Uh, you know, beating him up before he could come out for the Royal Rumble. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. But he finally disrespected his mother in front of Rey Mysterio, and Rey Mysterio punched him in the face and said he'd see him at WrestleMania. Oh man, I'm I'm absolutely getting peacock this week. I mean, it's things are happening, Steve. If, if if it could be, and I think he's also getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this week. Oh, good, good. It's, it'll be a big Ray Mysterio weekend for you if that's what this you're is, looking for. This is the this is the weekend of the six one nine. If I'll tell you that much, <laughs> that's right. We got San Diego that's State right. in the in the Final Four and Ray Mysterio in the Hall of Fame beating up his son. <laughs> it's gonna be big. <laughs> Who amongst us doesn't want to just you know lay lay it down every once in a while with your son? That's right. I mean, in front of eighty thousand people, who doesn't want to do that? Oh man, I'm I'm so excited! I can't wait to tell Paige about this tonight. She's gonna be like, "Shut up! I don't give a shit." <laughs> it's uh, tell her about the long term storytelling here. Oh, I will. I've shown her that screen grab of the of the you know bite of the hell in the cell fight for custody. What else does she need? She uh, she her favorite wrestler is uh, IRS. So oh. <laughs> there you go. She uh, we we went to an arcade. We'll we'll go off on this tangent. We went to an arcade uh one night, and they had uh you know the old school WrestleMania 
um, on the arcade and everything like that. And she, and she was like, there's no way he's, he's called the IRS. And I was like, he's not, it's IRS. And he just, he hates tax. He fights you if you don't pay your taxes. That's right. <laughs> it's IRS. <laughs> he's, she says it's the IRS because he's formal. Well, his, I think it's, it's, his, it's his initials, you know, it is. That's why, that's why it's IRS, not yeah. the IRS. Yeah. His sons may be fighting at WrestleMania, possibly. IRS's sons. It's it's it's. I mean, Steve, this is right up your alley. My weekend is decided already. There you go. I've canceled. I've canceled dinner with my grandmother. I'm watching Rey Mysterio punch the shit out of Dominic. Your grand? Where's your grandmother from? Uh, she's from Saint Augustine. She was down here this past uh, this, these past couple of days. So. From, uh, tell her Dusty Rhodes' son is fighting at WrestleMania. She knows who Dusty Rhodes is. She's got to know who Dusty Rhodes. Right? <laughs> Honestly. She probably does. I, I think if I said the word Dusty Rhodes, she'd probably think it's familiar, but she'd know. She'd know. All righty. Stig, another great job. You can start watching Rey Mysterio highlights now to get ready. I'm ready. It's going to be great. Seth, appreciate you hopping on tonight. Maybe we'll get uh, Nate back one of these days. Maybe he's, maybe he's about to do some Hell in the Cell against his son. Oh, oh, maybe considered. Yeah. I'm considered. No, but uh, if you if you are so inclined, keep uh, Nate and his uh, and his father and your thoughts. Uh, you know, there there there's a reason why Nate isn't here tonight, and it's not because of his father directly. But uh, he will not be uh, going to the thing tomorrow for a uh, personal matter. Um, so keep uh, Nate's uh, father and your thoughts and prayers if you are so inclined. Yeah. Uh, but for uh, Seth and for myself. Thank you all for a, a lively discussion tonight and uh, go Bulls. Go Bulls and Booyaka Booyaka.